This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. In CISO. Oh, it's fabulous! A strike to get you up of your seats! Hello and welcome to, oh, I can't believe I'm about to say this, about time, season four, episode one. We I can't yet. even tell you how much that's been bugging me for about three weeks, Like, if, <laughs> oh, honestly. But we are finally back in yeah. the real big time now. Back. Premier League's back. The boys are back. Most importantly, we've got some new graphics back as Whoa. well. So. We're in a new home. Um, look at this. It's, it's great, isn't it? It just is... It, we can't actually see it at the minute, it's really weird. But before we get into any of the business, because there's plenty of business to be talking about as well, um, Ben, Maz, Ben, how are you doing, mate? How was your weekend, of course? Uh, busy, mate. Very busy, actually. Yeah, Saturday I done like a, I felt, I think it was nice. like 8.30 until 10 in the end, just because, basically because the hurricanes moved, so it was a long, long old slog. Um, and then yesterday... Uh, got a late call up for DR Sports to cover, help cover the Liverpool Chelsea game. I'm guessing it was just because of the Caicedo thing. It was custody of Caicedo, wasn't it? That was the whole narrative going into it. I think that's why I got the call up. Um, and then, yeah, that was pretty much it. But it was still enjoyable, though. It's nice to go up there and do that again after a while. And also pick up my plug that I left there last time. So they actually kept hold of it for like the past two or three months, which is nice. So that was it. But that, I just obviously managed to, managed, to stream, I managed to stream a Luton game whilst I was working, which was nice. Obviously had that basically just watching that of course but i needed to keep an eye on the other games as well but yeah decent weekend thank you mate nice decent mate. and maz what about you yeah busy one as well um obviously got to the game on saturday it was really good uh it was, i was actually down for a stag do in brighton uh second stag do don't know how that worked out we, his first hey. stag was in new york by the way so and then and then and then he got a second <laughs> stag do in brighton i was like what's going on here upgrade i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the big upgrade. Um, so yeah, we um, we went to the Brighton game. We all went to the Brighton game together. Uh, obviously, yeah, incredible day. And then uh, we all went out on on the Saturday. And then I had work yesterday, so I was at, I was in Brentford. Uh, I was covering the Brentford versus the Spurs game. Nice. And then I went to Stamford Bridge. Uh, so I was outside Stamford Bridge for <laughs> the, the custody of Caicedo. I was actually there. I was actually there with a big flag saying hashtag free Caicedo. <laughs> so um, yeah, I was I was doing my bit. I was doing it my didn't bit. Work. For, yeah, it did work, to be fair. Yeah, it did work. Um, so, yeah. No, no, a busy one, but no, thoroughly enjoyable. Nice. And always love being at the Amex for a good old what game. What was my brother like, though? Because my brother was invited to this stag. What was he like on the... Uh, yeah, we don't have enough time for that. So, let's get into the football. <laughs> <laughs> if he's anything like Ben, then, or worse, I actually don't know wow, your thanks, brother mate. that well. But, Appreciate um, it. Yeah, I can I can imagine. No, I'm just I'm just I'm just saying, Ben. I'm just saying. But no, it's uh, all good, mate. All good. Um, yeah, obviously Brighton four one win Luton Town. Um, I actually said on the podcast, didn't I? Four one yeah, win, and, I, and I'm holding that one. Um, mm. And when and when Evan scored, I was like, yes, <laughs> I can find. I should have put a better. So I said three one. It's okay. And um, I I did kind of half wish that Luton that goal, didn't you I? Did. As well, I was like, would be nice for them to score, and they scored out their end, so they had their moment, which was nice. <laughs> And then I think one of the yeah. best moments, apart from the goals, was Rob Edwards losing his voice in, in the, in the post match. I don't know if you saw his interview afterwards. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, it was a really, silent. really good game. Yeah. Obviously, I'm getting penalties by the players. And yeah, that, was, that made me crazy. Yeah. I didn't actually get to give my prediction. Obviously, I wasn't on the preview. Mm. However, I did actually... Yeah. Um, what was your prediction, Matt? Yeah, it, nice. it was 2-1 it was Brighton, which oh, okay. obviously was 
uh, far off it in the end. But Humility. I did predict Luton to score. Um, and of course, yeah, we doubled the two that I predicted. But um, yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I thought it would have been tighter. I thought Luton just because, you know, you know, those awkward sort of teams that come up and you don't know what to expect from them. Banana and skin. Yeah, it could be a potential banana skin. So I, I, I was very, uh, what's the word? Um, cautious yeah, yeah. When, when predicting. But yeah, no, it was, it, mm. yeah, we, we dominated ultimately, didn't we? Yeah, you say that, but I was actually going to talk about that first half because I would probably say I thought it was quite a tough game. Uh, I thought we were good, but I thought Luton, Luton made a very decent account of themselves. Well, I must admit, it did feel quite a bit like, um, you know, when you play a cup game, and for example, the Grimsby game, it did feel a little bit sort of cup tie. Um, I, I don't know, because obviously Luton have got promoted. They're there on their own merit. I almost felt like they need to give themselves a bit more credit there because I don't know. They they just seemed like they were just on a complete jolly on their first day out, which I'm sure they were. And it's great. But at the same time, I thought, you know, it just felt a little bit cup gamey. I don't know what it was about no, I, I, it. But I can see that. It was a bit of a strange atmosphere. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, 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 it was a bit odd. That. But then, yeah. Yeah, first half they made it tricky, I'll be honest. And I was a bit a bit apprehensive. Uh, obviously, Solly broke the deadlock and it was a good header. We don't really tend to see Solly score many headers, to be fair. Uh, it's a great cross from Mitoma. But before that, I was, a, I was a little bit worried. But it's worth noting, actually, before we get into the goal, Mo Dahoud, Maz, was probably the one that stood out alongside James Milner, two yeah. debutants. I was, I was literally about to say, James Milner, so he, he was obviously, for the first half, he was he was on our, uh, where I was sitting like, on, on my side. And the, just seeing him in real life, I thought... Before the game, I was like, oh, 37-year-old James. So Milner weird, start, <laughs> Yeah, starting start at right back. I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, like, I feel like, you know, uh, is this going to be a good thing? Is this going to be a I was like that kid at Starbucks, mate. Yeah. I, I was starstruck completely. <laughs> on the great, re- great <laughs> reference, that. Um, but no, he, he, mate, he was fantastic. Like, James Milner, just quickly, before I get onto Dahoud, I thought James Milner was fantastic. Like, how he locked up, uh, who was it on the left? Was it in Panzu? I think it was. Um, how he locked him up. And, like, he was winning headers. He was making big tackles. Um, he was running up and down the wing. Like, it was just like, yeah, he just looked really, really good. And it, and it really took me, I know he's always been a quality player, but you always wonder with age, you know, will they get slower? Will they get sluggish? Will they not be the same? Mm. But his ability to read the game was just second to Superb, none. Superb, wasn't he? Yeah, like how he's just able to read the game, um, how physical he was, how fit he was. He just looked, yeah, fantastic. And of course, Mahoud, um, Mahoud? <laughs> Mo Dahoud, um, was also, yeah, excellent. Like, he just looks so classy and, and calm. He brings, very silky. Yeah, he brings a really calm, calm demeanor, uh, to, to the team. I think he really slows, he can slow down play when he needs to. Um, he can just make people feel, feel at ease. And I, I felt mm. that when I was watching him play and I saw him, just, just you know, the way he just um, effortlessly sort of makes passes and stuff like that. He just put me at ease as, as a fan. Uh, I didn't feel worried when he was on the ball. Um, and he loves a little turn and he just looks, yeah, really silky, as you said. So, if yeah, he's great. If he's wearing a thermal there. already in August, I don't know how he's going to handle the winter, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's played in Germany where it's Baltic. Say, yeah, yeah, I know. I know Germany's just as cold as it. How's he managed to survive yeah, Germany yeah, winters as well? But yeah, he's wearing a thermal. I did find that quite funny. I, 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 maybe it was just... <laughs> I don't know, maybe because he was probably the only person on the pitch wearing it for Brighton. It just looked. Yeah, I, I love that, by the way. Me, me and Ryan talking about how silky he is, and then Ben well, just you... goes, I love how he's wearing a thermal. <laughs> you yeah, took all the superlatives. Yeah, the I ran out yeah. of superlatives. I'll try. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll, be a little neg- <laughs> I'll be a little negative, though, because every time they kind of countered us yeah, or they I broke, it was a bit worrying. I did think that every time I was like, yeah. oh, they could score it, they could score it. And yeah, you can beg exactly the, question. the reason I was getting onto it. Is ben? that because um, we haven't got you know, Clyde in the midfield, or yeah, or a mid that kind yeah. of player in the midfield? I th- I think they were really on the wings, especially like Kabore at right back. I thought he was fantastic. Oh, he was really good. I, yeah. I, yeah, he's on loan from City, I believe. Um, he was really really good. And basically, mm. I, I noticed in the first half that their game plan was get out to the wing, cross it into Morris, and hope for a header slash. Yeah, uh, yeah. very it, it championship. Was, it, yeah, it was very very cross the ball in the box, hope for a for a, t- a knockdown or a header. Um, and yeah, it sort of go route one, not route one, because I think that's a bit disrespectful to say. Yeah. But it was very much get it in the box try and score a goal that way. Um, and yeah, we, we yeah. defended like Van Hecker and um, uh, Dunk, I thought, would re- done really well to handle, you know, that physical presence up front in Morris. I thought, yeah, Van Hecker done a really good job on, on keeping him quiet as such. Of course, you know, sometimes he did lose good. that battle. But um, yeah, he, most of the time he came out on top. So there was two surprising starters that I didn't expect. Because I think well, I expected a very similar lineup to the one that played against Rayo Vallecano. But the fact that Van Heck and yeah. Milner started, those were two quite surprising ones for me. Mm. Yeah, obviously we had Mil- we had uh, Webster out, didn't we? Um, so 
I think once once he said that, it was always going to be a bit of a one of who goes. It was either yeah. going to be Igor or Van Hecker, who knows the league a little bit more. So yeah, I can see the reasoning. Um, but yeah, I think he went for experience with that lineup. Um, I think that our average age of the the first forty five minutes about four. There was about thirty, I think, which is unusual for a Brighton team. Yeah, it's um, probably the oldest. Bit, bit of an years. eyesore at times because. Mm. Yeah, it is weird for us because obviously we're used to seeing the likes of a Dingru get onto in a bit and them sort of young players that come on and excite. It was a bit more of a cagey one. And yeah, I wanted to get onto that point, Ben, that you sort of raised of, yeah, Caicedo obviously gone now and we're not going to get into the full thing of Caicedo gone because it's been so overdone. But the the way we were with Dahoud and I think when Gilmore came on second half, he sort of steered the boat a little bit but I just felt like every single time in transition we're getting done and if that was against the team that could really have hurt us I mean even Wolves next season will be more of a test than Luton were no disrespect of course but it's gonna be I don't know I I I don't doubt we'll probably make some signings this week but if we don't Ben are you a bit worried with the the sort of counter counter attacking lack of ball winner in midfield that was such a tough (laughs) no 100% yeah definitely um, and yeah, we could see it. Yeah, like you said, if a team we play against a team that is more clinical, I mean, Carlton Morris did yeah have a few chances where got me a bit nervous. But um, yeah, I think we could definitely get caught out. And Caicedo will be the toughest yeah. replacement we've had in the past few years of replacing our first team players that yeah. we have by by a long, long way. He is so hard to replace. There aren't enough players like him, which is why his fees so much in in the market. That we know. similar to like well, that we know is true. <laughs> Similar to like goalkeepers as well, they <laughs> seem to like like you know Bobby Sanchez is starting for Chelsea now, and he had a few hiccups. Like normally, a team like Chelsea would be going for yeah. a much bigger goalkeeper, but there there aren't many out there. And the same with not like uh, defensive midfielders now. So I thought, yeah, I just that'll be really difficult to replace. And I hope we do. We link with is it someone from Lille now? I'm sure we'll talk about that even more soon. But yeah, whether whether yeah, he's whether he's the ideal replacement, we, we we get to see. But that's normally the case for most of the players we sign anyway. But yeah, we did look a bit light there and a bit shaky without him. Yeah, I, I was actually... Yeah, on, and... Oh, sorry, sorry, just quickly, uh, on that, um, I, I thought we were going to start Billy Gilmore. I thought he'd come in. I know he's, I know he's not the same as Caicedo. Mm. Like we said, we don't have a like-for-like replacement for Caicedo. But I thought with Billy Gilmore, um, with all his attributes that he's got, I thought he would have been the perfect replacement in that sense uh, from the players available. Mm. So I, I was quite surprised to see him not start. But he came on in the end, in the second half, of course. And yeah, he, he sort of, you know, steadied the ship and made sure we didn't really... Because we obviously went 2-1, didn't it, uh, at one point. So uh, it was to make sure that we didn't then go 2 all or, or whatever. So yeah, uh, I was quite surprised by that. But we do definitely need a like for like, like someone that has the same skill sets as Kai said. I think that's so key going into the final sort of what, week mm. now? Or a couple of weeks now we've got left? Yeah. And obviously, you know, to get onto the goal, Matoma, it's a, it's a great piece of skill as well from Dahoud, but the ball in from Matoma was inch perfect. Mm. Um, March couldn't really miss, but it's very unusual to see him getting a header in there. I think that's only the second one he scored in so many years. Um, <laughs> ben, were you a bit surprised to see Solly March popping up with a header there? Uh, definitely a header, yeah, but for a goal, no. I mean, I saw a really good stat from Statman Dave um, about last season. Well, since Deserby's appointment, sorry. And yeah, Solly's been involved in now 14 goals and assists in the Premier League, and that's the most out of any Brighton player, yeah, well. which is insane. <laughs> to think that Solly Marshall, we used to know, had no output at all, really. Um, not not being harsh, it's kind of So kind much of more well-rounded yeah. as well now, isn't he? I and mean, he's the not good so league. sort of one-sided, had to always... Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it was a really, really good header. Um, I think he was quite surprised of it, as most of the Brighton fans in the stadium were. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I think, I don't know, the, the first half, as we say, I don't think the Zerbi would have been a happy man um, going into that sort of half-time. I mean, I must admit, I was a little bit sort of thinking, we need to make some subs. Um, I did think second half, as it started... Knew that we're getting, get, getting back into the game a bit. I thought that they were putting on some pressure. I actually thought that penalty came against the runner play. And we'll get onto the penalty now because it was a <laughs> subjective one. In my opinion, it's, it's a bit of a dive, isn't it, from João Pedro? Who didn't very really soft, have too very, much very of a soft. kick. I mean, he's getting, yeah, he was getting a lot of hard time from, from Luton fans. Obviously, he missed that chance yeah, early on. And, you know, you're going to expect it, aren't you? Yeah, you forgot about that miss. He, he had quite a bit of stick and it, it felt like maybe he was feeling it a little bit. Um, I don't know that 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 for me wasn't the penalty, Maz. What about you? 
Yeah, no, it, it, it was literally right in front of me. And, and straight away, I, I turned around to my mate and I was like, that's not a penalty. Straight away, I was like, that's going to go to VAR. It'll get, yeah. it, it, won't, it won't go through. Like, he, he did he did go down super easy. And I've seen the replay since. And I think Lockyer will be fuming watching that back, mm. thinking I barely touched him and he's gone down like that. So, mm. yeah, I'll be, I'll be real. Yeah. I, d- I just don't think it was a penalty. But look, you've got to take these decisions. You know, the, the fact it's been reviewed by VAR... That's that's not on us anymore. Mm. You know that that's been taken to the referees. So take it up with the refs and take it up yeah. with the, the, amount, the assistant referees. So the amount of VAR howlers already in the opening weekend is a joke. I mean, I think I agree with you two. It probably wasn't a penalty. Mm. It's very very soft. The only thing I can say is that Lockyer, like his arm was quite high, and they kind of caught Jao Pedro like near the mm. face. So that's why he's gone down. It's gone round his sort of neck, yeah. And so really that's probably neck, why Jao Pedro's like gone down chest. very easily. Um, obviously, really happy that he scored the penalty for, after that mm. absolute howler in front of the Luton fans up like, with five minutes into the game before. Even that though, yeah. even the penalty though, the keeper was close. Like yeah, it was it was a good penultimately. As in, went in, <laughs> he scored the goal. But yeah, I mean, it, I don't think it was, mm. it was as clinical as some of the penalties we've seen him in the past. But um, now nah, I'm just happy he went in. To be honest, yeah. It was it was a big weight off him. It looked like because the the Jao Pedro of the first half and the Jao Pedro of the second half was was pretty different. I think as soon as that sort of second went in, obviously I think Luton did have a chance pretty much straight away. But other than that, I I don't really think they did too much. Brighton looked a lot more sort of themselves. We we made the subs. We bought on Gilmore. I, I think Gilmore was a big factor in sort of chilling that out a little bit. Mm. The the passing was a little bit not so crisp and you'd expect that. We've lost our biggest double pivot. McAllister Caicedo have been two of the best midfielders in the league last year. And to lose both of them and, and it just expect us to play, you know, like it's FIFA and we're going to be fine no matter who we bring mm. in. We probably will be in the long run. But to expect it on the opening day was always going to be a bit tough. May I just add Brian I think Gilmore as you, as you spoke about shit. him. Um, Alexis yesterday against Chelsea looked so good, which is really nice to see. He's pretty pivotal. I didn't in, see the game. He's pretty pivotal in there. Uh, well, the the goal that the was disallowed. Oh yeah, the first goal. Sorry, yeah, not yeah, the disallowed one. Yeah, the pass yeah, to Salah. Yeah, yeah pass to Salah was beautiful. And yeah, he just he just Sanchez looked really really good there as well. So, yeah, Sanchez had a few shaky moments in the first half, which is quite funny. So did Colwell. Colwell was getting turned inside out by Salah in the first half. There's a game or two after that one, but yeah, I just wanted to say Alexis looked really really good. Um, and then Colwell. Yeah, got got a bit better in the second half. But yeah, Alexis, because I was worried that Alexis mm. maybe was going to be out of his depth or maybe not work at Liverpool because of the lack of reinforcements they've got in midfield. But he seemed to be like the more solid out of the three midfielders, uh, which was good to see. But yeah, sorry, carry on with mm. Gilmore. No, it's all right. I, I can see um, Alexis doing well there. I mean, they they could even be beaten by um, um, by Chelsea for Lavia as well now, which could be yeah. very interesting if you're That's a Liverpool so fan. Nice. My goodness, but um, yeah, this isn't a Liverpool podcast, although yeah, it's been a bit comical over there with their sort of transfers so far. But um, yeah, anyway, to, to the substitutions um, as it was, I think it did change the game for us. Um, I say you re- you recognise Brighton as being these sort of twenty one year olds, bit of flair, but you wouldn't think we'd say this a few years ago. But now you associate Brighton as being this bit of flair, and I think that 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 really changed. Evan Ferguson was good when he came on. I thought. Linked up yeah. a lot better. Um, I don't know about you, Maz, but do you think Gilmore now has to be a starter? Do you think that these sort of experience first sort of things doesn't really work for us as well as just the free-flowing Brighton that we know? Yeah, no, I think definitely. It's a, you know, like how uh, similar to, you know, how everyone talks about Foden now, like he's now, what, 23? He has to be starting for Man City. I feel like with Gilmore, he's got to a stage now where he had such a great back end of last season You've, you've then seen the starting midfielders going, Caicedo and McAllister. You must be thinking, if you're Gilmore, you're like, this is my time. This is the perfect opportunity for me to be starting mm. games. Um, you know, there's no better time, to be honest with you. And and if he doesn't start, then you you start to think, does the Zerbi not trust him? Is he not good enough? You start thinking these kind of questions. So to, to answer the question, I think definitely Gilmore should be starting. I think in this current squad we've got, obviously we haven't got the Caicedo replacement yet, but... I would like to see him with Dahoud, maybe. Him and Dahoud is like the pivot. Um, but then it's, mm. you know, how do you fit in? <laughs> how do you fit in Gross? How do you fit in, you know, other players? And it's just, it becomes difficult. And, you know, that's Deserby's job at the end of the day. But I would like to see uh, Gilmore start. Um, and I think it'll be, it'll be worrying if he doesn't sort of cement his place now because of the opportunity that's given to him. So, yeah. But look, it's Deserby and I trust him wholeheartedly with whatever he does. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, Ben, but there was something about just bringing on those subs in Ferguson, Gilmore, in Veltman, Edinger as well. It just felt a little bit more Brighton, perhaps. Yep. And then I think that just 
I don't know if it was just a psychological thing. It could have just been me overthinking the game, but it just felt like a little bit more steady and and a little bit more natural. I don't know about you. No, it's true. No, I, yeah, I completely agree. Um, I just I can't. I do understand why you maybe went for experience first. I mean, against Luton, like we said earlier, it could have easily have been like a really shaky one or banana skin that sort of thing. So having old heads like Milner on the pitch was probably a smart move to start off with. Um, just to get you through the game, get you yeah. through the first half in case anything went wrong. Um, then, like you said, yeah, bring it, being able to bring on those subs. And I think you tweeted about it, Ryan, um, looking at the bench before when the lineups came out. It was a beautiful sight to see. We were we are absolutely stacked now, which is so nice. Um, but yeah, no, it was brilliant. Mm. And then Ferguson had a really, really good, really, really good effort on goal when it hit the post. Um, oh, pretty, yeah, that was cool. That was so yeah. good. That was so that good. Was that, that, I wish that went that in for it. That would have been brilliant. Mm. Um, but yeah, we looked really, really good as soon yeah. as those boys came on. Yeah, Gomez. No, yeah, I was, no, I was just gonna say, yeah, that that Ferguson effort was unbelievable. Mm. Mate, it was like you know how Haaland scored that goal, <laughs> and I always, I always compare Ferguson and Haaland, but that Haaland <laughs> yeah. goal, you know, that Haaland goal, they are very early. similar. Yeah. I've got to be honest. Do you know what I mean? I, like, I know, we, I know, yeah. we're biased because we're Brighton fans, but I generally do <laughs> see like likenesses. But you know, the goal, um, the Haaland type scored of player. Burnley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar type the, player. The goal he scored mm. against Burnley, you know, when he didn't look and he just struck it. It was like Ferguson against Luton, where he sort of just didn't think about it. He just struck the ball, and it's just a, mm. it's such a good effort. And I just feel like he's he's got such a good yeah. footballing brain. He's physical. He's what nineteen or eighteen still? I don't know. Yeah, I think it must be nineteen. 18. Yeah, eighteen. 18, yeah, oh, it's it's like yeah. how is like yeah, I was seeing him warm up on the on on the sidelines. You know, Eagle, right? Just also as well an Eagle. <laughs> he is absolute I was unit. Say about like, him. Honestly, I thought he was like a bodybuilder. He's massive. I thought he was like a bodybuilder just warming up. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was one of our physics. Uh, warming up um, but yeah. no yeah like him and Igor and, and like I saw him stand next to Igor and he wasn't even that far off like Igor's like size and I was like for an 18 year old to be that built and that physical I think he's such a good attribute to have yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> so yeah I just think yeah he's physically technically just destined for the top and I, I was watching Sky Sports this morning and um, they were talking about Evan Ferguson potentially being linked now with you know like obviously Harry Kane Tottenham, going to, yeah. To, yeah, to Tottenham they'd be dumb uh, not to go to him. I know that's yeah. awful to say but they look, yeah. surely if you're Tottenham you're thinking right we've got that money let's go and spend it on Evan Ferguson I'm yeah, sure. I mean, I hope they don't. Obviously, but I hope yeah, we spend a lot of well, money exactly. this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it'll be like, like 150. You'll be looking at 150 yeah, plus minimum. Yeah, 100. You know? I just can't. And see also, it. just talking of can't transfers out, just quickly. Um, I thought, and I just want to say, I thought Pervis's opinion was sensational on, on Saturday. I, I, I tweeted about him, and I thought mm. he was just brilliant. I know, I know a lot of people were like, oh, you know, gross from out of the match, and you know, other players stood out. I thought Pervis's opinion. No, I, I, I can back. Yeah, that. him and Matoma, him, Matoma, and Dahoud. I thought Link up so well on that sort of like left hand side especially in the second half they were just running right in that second half his and, uh, yellow card yeah. was a joke by the way oh, I yeah. don't know if you guys saw it he literally stood still well, what else is he yeah. meant to do yeah. he didn't even yeah. like he didn't even like move like that yeah. or step into it he literally stood still and he got booked uh, and that was so, so soon into the Mate. game. I was thinking the Premier League's back like this is a joke. Yeah, I was worried he might get sent off. We got, we won 4-1, yeah. And that whole game, that referee was horrendous. Mm. I mean, I could, I could probably rant about the referee even after yeah, a 4-1 even win. I mean, Dunks. it was a, it was a shocking display. Dunks hand. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. I was, oh, okay, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna get so onto before the before you do, Ryan, because yeah, this, uh, this is the perfect sort of a link. Big talking yeah, point. I just want to quickly say, Billy Gilmore, number 11, hate it. What is that? What is going on? That is not how centre mid should not be number eleven. Oh, this is this is best this is a joke. It is. It. I, I like even tweeted about. It. I don't normally tweet. But no, I do agree. It's a I joke. And number eleven. Yeah, I do agree. He's a centre midfield from Scotland. <laughs> he's not a winger. Yeah. He's not a winger. He's not a. He's... I know what you mean. Oh my I know what you god, mean. man. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. 
Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. To me, to me, mate, <sighs> like, the numbers are just a bit wrong. João Pedro should be a 10. And, and if anyone's going to take 9, it should yeah. be Ferguson. And an Lissizo. 11, Lissizo maybe looks, you could say Julio. Lissizo looked good in yeah. here. Uh, 11 looked good I, in Julio. Yeah, it is a bit weird. I've got to be honest. The 10, the 10 in my opinion, was made for João Pedro. I don't yeah. know. Just just would have looked clean with the João Pedro 10. Just looks right. But yeah, I don't know what it is. The the 9, just to me, just doesn't seem right. But I don't know. It is what it is. Like, squad numbers are squad numbers at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, all I was going to say about Lewis Doug and the referee performance in general... It was. It wasn't great. It, it really wasn't great. It, yeah, as you say, the Premier League's back. Um, but then again, the the penalty for us wasn't the penalty, was it? So the penalty for them wasn't the penalty. I mean, they had their moment, but on another way, on another day, sorry, that could have been one that really turned around. And you know, imagine if they came back and scored another one. Um, I didn't really have that doubt in my mind, if I'm being honest with you. But Maz, if a ball hits you here and you're going in for a mm. sliding challenge at about there. What else are you going to be yeah. able to do with the arms? You're going to you're going to dive like this because is that how physics works? You imagine or, the memes if someone actually like dived like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it, it, no, it, it, yeah, it was never a penalty in my eyes. Again, it's one of those. I think is it by the letter of the law? You know, it's a penalty, but it's then it's then if you're following the letter of the law, I, I get it. You have to you have to remain it. It has to be the same for every club, but at the same time. You, like as a football fan, you know I'm sure referees are football fans as well. Surely you see it from a football fan's perspective of like that's not a penalty. I, I'm sure a lot of Luton fans will agree with us as well, as as we agreed with the Juan Pedro penalty. That that just wasn't a penalty. It's so harsh, like you said. How can he physically? It's mm. literally hit his back onto his arm. It's like what what more can you do physically? That's the that? issue there. Like if it just hit his arm straight away, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. But because yeah. it hit his back first and then deflected onto his arm. Like yeah, that is is an absolute mad, joke. And then yeah. and then you fast forward to Sunday, and you've got you see Nicholas Jackson literally hit his arm and like yeah. flop his arm like that. It wasn't given. Mm, how where, how do you not? Mm. Where's the comparison? How can they look it's, at one of no, them and look at the other one no and say consistency? There's not at all. It's a joke. And this is the opening weekend of the Premier League, and I'm still waiting for a PGML apology. We'll probably have our first one again by. Oh, at least, like at least Harry Kane's gone. That's all I can say. Thank God Harry Kane's <laughs> yeah, gone. Be great. Because I not only had the biggest agenda now. against him, but he was he was probably one of the worst to play against in the league. Like he's got to be one of them. Isn't he? I mean, the amount of times he do you see the thing of him going over to the referee in the um, Super Cup? Yeah, or whatever it was, <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Go complain, <laughs> so but he didn't know German, so he didn't know what to do. He sort of just stood there awkwardly. It was, so yeah, like, it, it, as soon as he learns then, German, mate, he's going to be all over him. But yeah. Billy T on to- uh, <laughs> he's a Tottenham fan on Twitter. He um, tweeted a screenshot of how you say referee in German. And it basically, you know, like Shabosha's name, the Liverpool midfielder, it's basically like that, but times two. It's even yeah. harder. So imagine Harry Kane trying to say, hey, Shibosha. Oh, really? Yeah. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> when, when I hear him speaking German, I'll, I Horrendous. will be there. I will be there. Yeah, I will be there. <laughs> we will be there. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's move on to some positive, though, because, yeah, I could complain about the ref all day, but I'm not going to. Good penalty, um, yeah. Let's talk about third goal. Adingra. Yeah, it was a good penalty, given that. I did. I must admit, I had a bit of a feeling that Steele was going to save it just because of his track record from the spot. But no, it's a good penalty. Sent him the wrong way. And to be fair to uh, number nine, what was his, what was his name again? Um, Carl Morris. Just, this is really arrogant from me, isn't it? I don't yeah. know. Carl Morris. I yeah. Um, he was he was spot on yesterday. I thought he was probably the one of the Pete, sorry, day before, probably the one of the uh, Luton players that did, you know, scream proper old school championship. To me, I don't know if this is such a specific memory. I'm sure you know, but um, do you remember um, what's his name? Um, that one who played Scott Hogan for Brentford. Yeah. Back in the day, Scott Hogan. He just screamed Scott Hogan against Brentford. I think we lost like two 0 on Duffy's debut. I think it was. Sorry, my my memory is so weird. But yeah, that was that's what he gave me vibes of. And luckily, it didn't end like that because God, that would have been horrendous. Anyway, third goal, Adingra. What an assist, by the way, from Impanzu. Just, just fix it up <laughs> perfectly for him. And Adingra has just smacked it near post. It's a great, it's a great finish. To be fair, I don't know what the the mm. Luton players were playing. Of all, at, to be of honest, all people, and Panzo very much to do it was well, so yeah. harsh because his was, journey I'm, is like from what's it yeah. national well, league all the way to the prem. He's played every in every single time. He's like the yeah. first ever player to do so, and then to do that in your Welcome first Premier League, yeah, league mate. Was, yeah was that's say, how that's how that's how bad it is. I was going to say Ben, he probably thought he's back in national league, mate. No, no, 
only joking. He, uh, no, fair play to him. That's an incredible mm. journey. But yeah, he uh, he did he did mess up uh, pretty badly. For it's how ruthless the Prem is, and we've learned that the, on the, the, the finish on the though, of being there. The finish from from Adingra was uh, unbelievable. Mm. To hit that first time, um, and you know, was it? It was a half volley, wasn't it? It wasn't a volley, was it? Yeah, um, half volley, I think. Yeah, half volley. No, it's full was volley. It? Was it? Oh, it was. It was. Yeah, you're oh, right. was it? I don't know. I think you're, I thought it's full I think volley. You might be right. I'm pretty sure. It's yeah, full, I'm pretty right. sure you're right. Because it, yeah, because it, yeah, it fell to him and he just he walloped it, didn't he? Um, and yeah, it was a great finish. Yeah, um, great, great finish. And I, th- I really liked Adinka when he came on. And I think he's he's quite unlucky because obviously we've got March and Matoma in the, in the wide areas, and it's like they're both playing really mm. well at the moment. I thought Matoma was fantastic again. Um, and it was just like you know, yeah, he was. How do you get into that team right now? Uh, even though you yourself yeah. playing well, is you got you got Matoma and March in front of you, and it's just yeah, I feel I feel bad for Matoma's him, sure. close ball control was oh. was exceptional, and that build up to the penalty, um, mm. you know, mm. regardless whether it's a penalty or not, just the way he sort of flip flaps it around the he, he, the way he keeps that ball stuck to his foot is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't even know the, the thing which baffles me the most more than anything. Yeah, we'll go on to that. The thing that baffles me the most with Lewis Dunk and Karen Matoma, probably the two which I can give the ultimate praise to, is Lewis Dunk's chest in the first half was, oh, was sublime. Insane. But also Karen Matoma's first touch is sublime. I've never seen a player been able to receive a ball from so far out, probably apart from Riyad Mahrez, and just take it so well to the point where it's always perfect. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen... Matoma not control a diagonal pass ever. Mm. It, it's it's ridiculous. Whether it's at his chest, he's controlled it with his head. He's controls it with both feet. His knees, like I don't think that he's got a bad touch mm. on him at all. Regardless, I think he's just made somewhere in a lab that's designed to be. Able <laughs> I to wouldn't do that be surprised. Him and Lewis Dunk's first touch is a joke. Yeah. Honestly, like, that yeah. it's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's a bit of praise for him because yeah, Matoma was fantastic. Um, Adingra, yeah, very very exciting, very raw, but I like that. Um, I think it's one of them players that you know you want to see you want to see do well. He's got that sort of bubbly character in him. You can sort of see he loves it a bit like um, when we first had Sarmiento and then Ciso come into the scene. I think Adingra's got them sort of like you know happy vibes, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to him this season because as you say, he could have easily he could easily be breaking into that team with without Solly March and and Kara Matoma. Um, but onto the fourth and final goal, obviously we're talking about Matoma's contract and other news uh, after, but fourth and final goal, um, great ball from Lewis Dunk. Great Doesn't ball get from Lewis Dunk, as we well. know. Lobbed it over. No, it's a fantastic pass. And um, obviously through to Stupinia, back across goal, and Adingra was gutted because I think he thought he had his brace there. Obviously, um, Evan Ferguson turned it in, right place, right time. Everything you want in the centre forward. And probably, Maz, we haven't seen someone able to just turn that in exactly where you need him, apart from Glenn Murray in the last decade, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think he's he's exactly what we need at number nine. I, I want him to be... I know Welbeck is like the safe... Everyone kept messaging me as well, like as if uh, prior to the game, like, will Juan Pedro start? Will Ferguson start? I'm like, I'm not... First of all, I'm not Deserby, so I don't know the answers to that, those questions. Um, but like, if, if I was the manager... I think I would start Ferguson, and I've said this sort of from from preseason, really. But I I understand what Welbeck brings, and he brings that experience. He brings, you know, everything that Danny Welbeck brings. I understand and I get it. But I think long term, I would love Ferguson to be starting up top. I think he has everything that Welbeck has and more. Um, and he'll see he's, he's he's much younger and you know a bit more you know, sprightly, uh, so to speak. So, yeah, I, I think I, I would love to see Ferguson start. Um, and I think we've got a striker who's got an, an unbelievable ceiling. And I think he can be genuinely one of the best Premier League strikers. Um, so, yeah, I just hope we wow. keep on hold of him. Fair play. No, I agree. I do I do understand why we're not playing him yet. I think you've got yeah. to kind of ease him into it, in, ease him into it still. Um, and like, like you said, yeah, Welbeck is definitely a safe bet. And he did play well as well, Welbeck. Um, but yeah, in the future, you, Welbeck's, Welbeck's you'd really got on an extra started. yard of pace any recently, Ben. Yeah, um, no, that's like true. I just yeah, seem to see him beating it. players a lot more regularly. Unless it was just slow looting defenders, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see in the next few games. Yeah, but even back end of last season, I thought there wasn't really. A, I thought Welbeck played really well, pretty much the whole way through. I think it's just because people associate Welbeck to his time at uh, Arsenal, which was okay, not the best. 
Uh, he turns into a bit of meme. I, I, I find it really harsh on him, really, because I, I just think he's 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 very very good skill set. Which obviously the, the admin took the mic at me for saying skill it, but he's got a very good skill set. He's he's very good all rounder, very good in the air. He's very quick. He's got a deep. Well, his first touch probably is the only thing that lets him down actually. Um, but I, th- I just think he's a very all-round good player, very good around the dressing room. He's obviously very good for the young players. And actually, this is a whole talking point which I wanted to mention to you guys today, is the fact of Brighton, as we talked about the experience versus the young players. Now, a lot of people just associate Brighton just to being the young players, but it's not really the case because without these experienced players in there, your Veltmans, your Lalanas, your Welbecks, your James Milners, uh, these these players are the ones that shape this team. Lewis Dunk as well. Probably the more boring signings are the most significant ones. Without Lalana, probably we wouldn't have what we have now in a very very a lot stronger mentality. You know, when when Potter went, they say Lalana was sort of the man to keep everyone going. I think Milner's going to be sort of a second right hand man to him in that in that for now. But I don't know about you, um, Ben, but that that balance of having very very good experience with very very good youngsters is just sort of a, a ready-made potion for success yeah no definitely um and we've built that slowly and it just seems to be working so well especially like if you look at everywhere on the pitch you've got lewis dunk if we're talking about football managers as well you've got these mentors on the pitch that are helping out these younger players and it's yeah. true so you've got jason Steele paired with mark um bart verbruggen you've got lewis dunk with van heck another young mm. center back in the midfield, you've got Milder and Gross teaching the likes of Gilmore, even Tahoud probably chiming in as well. And then mm. Evan Ferguson learning off Danny Welbeck. It's, it's brilliant. Um, I'm trying to think for wingers. Don't know if Solly March can teach Matoma and the youngsters too much because they just got Brazilian flair and South American flair as it is. <laughs> but yeah, the, the men, we've got a lot of mentors and leaders over the, uh, around the pitch, which helps us out so much. Yeah, mm. no. I do agree. Yeah, I just agree. just to echo what, what Ben said, I think it's I think it's... Really key as well. And not only just about what we've all discussed now, but also attracting more leaders. So, like, I think a really good example of that is, like, I don't think James Milner would have joined Brighton unless he saw Adam Lallana joining Brighton. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously the, the ex-Liverpool links and, like, I think seeing other experienced yeah. leaders join the club makes other experienced leaders want to join the club. Because if it's just a, a, a club, bunch of a bunch mm. of kids, you're like, oh, is that, you know, is that really where I want to be? Um, you know, Obviously, you can yeah. teach some stuff, as, as we mentioned. But I think, yeah, having such experienced players come to the club, I think it makes us more attractive to other uh, other players that we want to attract as well. So, yeah, it's just it's just really good for, for the development of the club. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see how everyone learns from all these key, key players. Agree. And game aside, I mean, it was a, it was a great sort of result. I think a lot more to learn from. I think Dahoud, as we said, got a lot to learn. Very promising signs, a lot to learn. I think that's going to be sort of what we take away from it. Deserby sort of seemed somewhat disappointed perhaps afterwards, maybe wanting to, you know, some of these replacements. Obviously, as we say, Moises Caicedo did go. £115 million. Pounds. I believe he's making his medical at the moment at Chelsea. Um, obviously, that was a whole saga in itself, which we don't need to get into. Yeah, but what don't. I will get into <laughs> is the money. Um, one hundred and fifteen million pounds, Ben. I mean, they say the fifteen million pounds in add-ons is something very achievable. Like, I think Chelsea is um, getting Europe and um, something else along them lines. It might be matches played or something like that. Um, so, Ben, I want to ask you: You've got one hundred and fifteen million. I think we've got two hundred twenty-three million pounds off Chelsea just in the last year, and three hundred and ninety-something million pounds just in the past year of all sales. Lad. We've got to have some cash, haven't we, to be able to spend this week? <laughs> just, just just quickly as well, before you start, Ben, we also got a um, uh, sell-on clause as well. So if they sell it, oh, we, yeah, get, so we get a big too, chunk, yeah. Yeah. Which, is, uh, which is huge as well. So, so when it. he goes cool. to Real Madrid in a few seasons, we'll yeah. get a, a piece of the pie. That'll be great. Um, but yeah, we got so much money yeah. and it's it's a manager's dream, a football manager's dream anyway. But I just don't see us, I don't see us going out and buying these ready-made players with it. Obviously, we'll buy one or two and we'll, definitely be getting a Kaiseido replacement for sure. I just don't think that we're going to be going out and getting a star player like Kudus now. Just as an example, no, we're not actually getting him, but some of maybe... A, we pulled out, that, didn't we, with Kudus? Yeah, we pulled out because um, apparently we didn't want to add a release clause to him, which is what he wants. And it looks like he's going to West Ham now, mm. so good luck to Wonder him because he'll need that. it at West Ham for sure. Um, awful move for him, I think. Maybe yeah. I'm just bitter. But um, I'd maybe, I might be wrong, but maybe we no, won't be going agree. out and getting like a new attacker. I think it will just be... If we get a new fullback, that would be brilliant. Um, or maybe a yeah, centre-back, potentially. And yeah, let's get... A Kaiseido replacement is the key 
in this team. I think if we get a Caicedo replacement, we'll be good to go. Yeah. Yeah, let me let me start on a Casada replacement. Obviously, the um, Carlos Belaba, um is the latest. Apparently, we've agreed personal terms according to Fabrizio. Cameroonian midfielder plays for Lille, nineteen years old. Very very promising if you actually look at some of his stats and some of his highlights as well. Uh, I think in the last calendar year in League One, no under twenty one midfielders averaged more dribbles this is according to Bent's. I can't say a second name. I'm very sorry. <laughs> but no under-21 midfielder in League 1 at average more dribbles per 90 is 5.81 per 90 than Carlos Baleba. He's also now averaged more, most... God, this is this is a very, very, very high-tech, actually. I probably shouldn't be doing this on the podcast. But it's all data <laughs> via work. Why scout? At least 400 minutes played, under-21 player, born 2002 or after. Very still raw, but he's got a lot of potential. Be a fantastic signing for Brighton. That's from people that watch him week in, week out. What I can say is he looks very promising. To me, looks like a bit more of a Mwepu replacement or, you know, someone that's a bit more box-to-box. Bissou-Moresque, if you will. Um I feel like, I don't know about you, Maz, Tyler Adams obviously linked. We've been linked with a few others as well. I probably want him plus one more. Um, you know, whether that's Tyler Adams from Leeds, I'd be pretty happy with because they say that that medical thing was false news. Do you, Would you take Tyler Adams? Would you take two midfielders? I mean, we've got we've got plenty of money now. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, um, yeah, we, we need to spend the money wisely. And I, I know I've always got full confidence that we will. Uh, but yeah, I definitely want a, a like-for-like Kaiseida replacement. Um, and do you know what? Tyler Adams, I wouldn't mind it. I don't think... It wouldn't... I don't know how to explain it. It wouldn't feel... I feel like it'd be that underrated signing, you yeah, know? Yeah, potentially. Because do you know what? When he played for Leeds, he was actually decent. I remember he had some really standout games where he did look really, really good. Mm. But I know, and I know he's not injured right now, but I know he's had his injury concerns in the past. And I'm just worried, is that another, is that going to be like a recurring theme in his career? And if it is, that just leaves us short like a lot of the times and we, we've got players like Lalana, for example who who loves to get injured so I, I just want us to sort of maybe focus on someone who can play sort of when, when we need him when we need to call on him and have a, um, that experience because I think what Tyra Adams is 24 I want to say um, or, or mid-20s like yeah which is, which is fine obviously it's, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good age to be fair but I don't know maybe someone a bit more experienced maybe it's, you know maybe sort of late 20s where they're ready to come in and sort of fill that plug and then bring 24. a like a like a belabor yeah there you go um and then bring in a belabor alongside him so you have like that more experienced person that can come straight in and then you have a belabor who's ready in let's say a year or two to then step in so yeah, yeah. look tyler, i wouldn't mind tyler adams I, I just i don't know if it would really really inspire me into be like wow like what a statement signing but, i know what you mean it's yeah. not inspiring but i think maybe it's the best that we can do right now potentially mm. but i not i totally agree i think we get yeah cars belabor and tyler adams i spoke to my mate scott who's a leeds fan um he said that tyler adams is really good he needs creative players around him because he doesn't have the creativity we have that in abundance so maybe it would be a really really good That's fit fine. having him in the midfield next mm. to the hood um and if chelsea are going for him and these yeah. other big clubs have been linked with him there's obviously something in tyler adams i can't say i watched leeds too much last year um but I'm, and apparently he's a really really good leader and a really really good character i also read which you know that all these are boxes. These are ticking boxes for Brighton the players that we like to sign. They're good around the club. They've got good yeah. leadership. I think he did he captain. Um, I was about to say Spain. Did he captain America as well? I think he um, was. That yeah. sort of thing. Like there are a few articles yeah, about him being that. like that sort of leader in the dressing room. So I think yeah, Adams and Belaber. If we can get both of them, that'd be good. Yeah, and obviously he's got that um, twenty million release clause, which helps uh, with the relegation. I, I think it'd be a good signing. I'm I'm more than happy to to take him. I mean, as I say, I think if he was at Leeds and and they were still in the Premier League now, you'd probably be looking at a good 40, 50 million to get hold of him. So for that alone, it's one of them where you can imagine Brighton going for him. Um, the fact that there's been quite a few clubs talking about him also sort of gives me that bit of hype. But I don't know. I feel like this just that ball winner that we really need in midfield. We don't have a ball winner. And as we said earlier in transition, it's, it's, that's the biggest concern to me is there's no one, you know, like Caicedo, as much as he's he's gone now, but the one thing that he was, he was so good at was every single time there was trying to be someone come past him, his last ditch tackling, his one-on-one tackling, his his positioning pretty much every single time, his transition play, his box-to-box, his tenacity, everything that you want in a player of his sort of skill set was perfect. That's the only thing. You need someone to be able to do that. Gilmore... 
probably not so much. Dahoud, definitely not. I think Dahoud probably was the one that got overrun the most in Luton. I, I just saw him losing the ball and he probably wasn't strong enough to win it back. You want that tackler and that's that's what you need when, when you had Basuma, when yeah, you had that, that Caicedo. That's what you need is someone to just win that ball. Adams would be a great addition in that sense. Whether it's going to be, I don't know if um, Balaba is that. I don't know too much about him. From what I've seen, he looks a bit more of a flair type. Carries the ball, sprays the ball, drives the ball. Great, great characteristics and what you need. But probably indicates we're after two is what I think. But I don't know. I could be wrong. I, this is through nothing but opinion. No, that makes but we'll sense. See. Um, that makes it sense. looks like a promise. It, yeah, it looks like a promising week to me. Anyway, we got the money. Um, you know, there's no doubt in that. Um, I'd, I'd imagine the club have probably you've had enough time to be thinking about replacements now. And if there's one thing we know the best about this football club, it's that we always have someone lined up. Um, I'd like to know your dream signing, and uh, this 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 could be. Uh, the thing is, it's not really an unrealistic unless you're saying like Mbappe is there now because we're we're a good team now where we've got a lot of money. We're in Europa League, you know, we can attract decently named players. So I want to know, Maz. I'll start with you. Uh, your oh, dream side, we, we, uh, 300 million pounds to splash, mate. So uh, apart from Mbappe, apart from Yahal, apart from something ridiculous, who would you who would you bring in realistically to Brighton before September the 1st? Carl Walker uh, at right back. Um, no, he, he's not realistic. <laughs> but um, I would love to see a Carl Walker come in at right back. That'd be unbelievable. But I, I, I generally think, yeah. I, I, know, I know we talk about the DM role a lot about the DM, but I generally do think right back is something I really want to plug. Um so I, I don't know. I, st- I still want. I, I I looked a lot into when we were linked with that Sasha Bowie. Is it, is is that how you pronounce it? Uh, when we were linked with him, yeah. Um, I I sort of dug a, sort of probably the most I have for a long time into a player, and um, I really liked him. I think he looked really really good, and I thought he would be a, a, a perfect addition to us. So I know that's probably not like something that people. That's the dream. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, it's, the, it's, it's not a dream. Fall in love with a scout report. Yeah, it's it's not a dream. It's not a dream, right? It's not a dream signing. But I think yeah, like a Sasha Bowie, a right back. I think I, I would like. I'm just going to go with that because I don't really have like a dream signing as such. Um, and obviously Caduce as well. But I know that that deal was pretty much dead in the water, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. Fancies West Ham more. What a, yeah. what a weird one. But what yeah, weird. anyway, um, Ben. Dream signing. I mean, he's already gone. He's already pretty much gone to Madrid. But Hendrik, the young Brazilian, absolutely loved my young wonder kids from Brazil. So yeah, maybe Hendrik manager. Um, get yeah. him on. Get him on loan potentially from Real Madrid. I know that's not spending the money, but or maybe just buy him <laughs> off Real Madrid if we're talking <laughs> about dream honest, scenarios. Get Hendrik. Um, I genuinely can't think of anyone. Realistic though. Realistic with the money. I've got one in my head. Uh, I've got one in my head. Yeah, you go. And uh, I'll keep you thinking. To interrupt you. Yeah, you go. All right, Manuel Locatelli for me. And, and uh, the reason yeah, I say that is shout, he's at yeah. Juventus at the moment. And there's a quote that said that he, I think it was De Zerbi changed his life or some words like that. De Zerbi changed his life and he basically admires him as one of the best managers he's ever sort of been under in his life. Now, look, I know I know we, we can't be attracting Juventus players every now and then, but... If there is a player that you can get, it's someone that got you into the Italian yeah. side, it's someone that got you your big move to Juve. It's probably not very likely. He was, I think, the player of the year for the player of the Euros for Italy, wasn't he, in the Euros 2021-2020 brackets? I think he was one of the ones that got picked out a lot. I love Locatelli, he's a fantastic player. Um if we had him and Gilmore, we are Euros 2021 dreams right there, because that was like prime 2021 Twitter. Um, but yeah, that's probably mine. Is Locatelli? Uh, I'll agree. Would be quite nice, and also I'll yeah. agree with you. Yeah, if we could get someone like yeah. him, it'd be big statement. Although in saying that, Mazzoni. we met. Uh, oh, I, I mentioned <laughs> I mentioned Locatelli on the last pod when we done the Caicedo breakdown, and one of the comments was like, "Well, yeah, one of the comments done. was like." Uh, you think you can get Locatelli, ha ha, or something like that? I was like, well, we probably could. <laughs> I don't, I don't see that being like a, a wild shout or like something that's un- unattainable, unachievable. I, I don't think he's exactly like he's not a Real Madrid, uh, you know, level or like a Barcelona slash. Been to the finish like, as well. Big, yeah, yeah, he's not Wasp exactly club. like a big, big club, you know, fat um, player. Sorry. So yeah, I, I didn't really understand that that comment from from someone in, in the comment section. But yeah, there you go, Locatelli. I'll, I'll I agree with Ryan, <laughs> with you, Ryan. I think Locatelli would be a great addition yeah, just because of his mix nice. with Deserbi and stuff. So yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. And yeah, I I love. I think Dahoud's a great talent. Um, just to just to echo the the Dahoud thing because as I say, I think he is 
a great talent. I think he's probably more of a a flair type, one that's going to spray the ball around, one that's got the the sort of skill set. The um, his his first touch is nice, his, his passing's nice, but I think if you're if you're wanting someone to just put them challenges in, win the ball back, do the dirty work, a bit like what James Milner could do, to be fair, but a lot of a younger version, the one you can rely on. That's that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Maybe I've maybe I've gone mad, but that's just me. Um, okay, I think that's pretty much everything. Oh, Karim Matoma, obviously, as yeah. we mentioned, new contract <clears throat> talks. Alex Crook, very reliable source. Um, got a lot right in the last couple of years for us. A so shout, out Alex Crook. But looks like Karim Matoma's being uh, lured with a big contract, deserved, obviously. Uh, is it one where he's going to be getting a big pay rise, or is he I here imagine for the loyalty pay rise Maz, for sure? Think? I mean, if we're okay, using the money, on. like when you, when you yeah. think of money that we've just made, you probably think right, putting it back in signings, but getting some big players locked down on some contracts, give and see so a, a new contract, those sort of those sort Estepinian. of players, Estepinian, give up. them some more money. Mm-hmm. That that's where I'd also Purpose. put the money as well as Locatelli. But um, yeah, 100%. yeah, let's let's wrap up because I've got a shoot now. But, um, yeah, I think, yeah, Karim yeah, is thoroughly deserved. Um, if you're picking out one of the players in our squad to get a contract, for sure him. And yeah. it'll be interesting to see how long it is because they said long-term contract, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, this is probably a good five-year, I think. But yeah, it looks good. Um, okay, I think that's pretty much everything covered anyway. Uh, make sure you're liking, commenting, but also commenting something of your choice. Ben and Maz and Ryan, what are we say in comments of the oh, day? Oh, their dream player. That works. Do uh, your question. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Dream realistic player. Your dream player, you've got 100 minutes to spend what you're doing. Yeah. Nice. Okay, and don't put Haaland because I can't be to respond. <laughs> realistic, unless you put Mbappé and blocked and you'll never be able to watch the Seagull Social episode again. <laughs> right, thank you all for listening. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, stream, all that stuff. We'll see you just before Wolves. And yes, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Peace. Peace. <laughs>